Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. Come on in. Stay a while. If you're watching on Peacock, our streaming partner, we say good morning. Or if you're listening on one of the radio stations, numbering nearly 390 across America, listening to the program, good morning. Celtics rolled the 76ers. Joel Embiid came back, wasn't a factor. The series now tied at a game apiece tonight. Lakers-Warriors game two. And in case you're wondering, the Lakers are six-point underdogs here. We spent a lot of time yesterday talking about Anthony Davis. He will give you that great game, and then he comes back to earth. The over-under for Anthony Davis after having a 30.23 rebound performance in Game 1. This according to DraftKings. I'm going to start with you, Paulie. Over-under points, Anthony Davis, tonight, Game 2. 22.5. Fritzy. 23.5. Seton. 26.5. Blue, 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 blue. I'll take the under. Yeah. Okay. Feels like that's a lot of points there. But then he has to score a lot of points. There's no excuse for him not to score a lot of points going against that front line that's not very big. Over under LeBron James tonight. I'm going to start with you, Marvin. 27 and a half. Paulie? 24. Todd? 28 and a half. Seaton? 25 and a half. Blue, blue, Look blue. At you. What's going on back there? I'm essentially the show odds maker right now. Okay. Just saying. Okay. If you get this one right, I'm going to hit Todd in the face with a pie. Great. Steph Curry over under. Seton. 27 and a half. Oh. There goes my parlay. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Marvin. 29 and a half. Paulie. 28 and a half. Todd. 33 and a half. 30 and a half for Steph Curry tonight. Blew it. Yeah. Like three got yeah. me. Yeah, I should have just stopped there. Yeah, should have. Yeah. No three-peat for you. But the Lakers getting six tonight against the Warriors. Uh, Joel Embiid came back sort of last night. 
And I was wondering about this, that, I mean, this is a blowout loss. So you win without him, and then you get blown out with him, and he just won the MVP. (laughs) Other than that, I would have kept him out of this game. It felt like he was struggling a little bit with a knee brace. Uh, Reggie Miller pointed this out on the broadcast last night with Kevin Harlan. And I would have just said, hey, we got what we wanted. We got a win here. Let's just rest up, be healthy when they come to town for game three. But, uh, you know, they didn't lose because of him coming back. Give credit to the Celtics. Although it was sort of a wild game statistically because Jason Tatum scored seven. Jalen Brown was great. At least early he was great. And then there was really no need for anybody to, you know, hit the accelerator there. But they did uh, what they needed to do. They got a win. Brian Scalabrini, he uh, is a uh, broadcaster for the Celtics, NBC Sports Boston, former NBA player. He will join us coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about who these Celtics are because I'm not quite sure. And, And you could say that about a lot of these teams. I don't know what Denver is. I I. Yeah, I've watched, and I go, okay. And then you're going, all right, let me see if you can do it in, uh, you know, deeper into the playoffs. Anthony Davis with the Lakers, I don't know. And then some of these role players. I don't know how Austin Reeves is going to do when it's a really big game or Rui Hachimura. I don't know. Uh, you look at the 76ers. James Harden, unbelievable. Can he be James Harden? Uh, Embiid's injury. You look at the Celtics. And it feels like, you know, they're the overwhelming favorites to still win the title. But I watch them and I go, what are they missing? Because I love the Brogdon signing. You got Tatum. You got Brown. I mean, you do have, you got depth. You got, you know, you got players coming off the bench. Like Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, of Marcus course. Marcus Smart. <laughs> he had a good Marcus game. Marcus Smart. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not quite sure. when you Miami Heat. I don't know. The Knicks, I don't know. Golden State, I, I probably know Golden State more than any of these other teams. Where I go, okay, I got an idea of what to expect there. But the other teams, not quite sure. But that certainly makes it fun and certainly makes it wide open here. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Operator Tyler standing by for your phone calls. Fritzy has been on fire with poll questions today, it seems like. Do you want to uh, give us an offering here? Yeah, let's go for it. And why today? I don't know. I just felt like I just had a couple ideas. If I have something I think is worthwhile, I throw it out there. I want to just send it out just to check a box that I've made a poll question. So these are the good ones. (laughs) (laughs) No, if there's certain days that I don't offer, that means I don't feel like I have a good poll question. Okay. I'm not keeping score. But these are good ones. Okay. I think these are pretty good. These are the hammers. These are the good ones. (laughs) I just want to let the audience know. (laughs) These are the good poll questions. I think these are pretty good. Okay. Saving a few days. All right. Here we go. In game two tonight, Anthony Davis will... Have another dominant performance, show his inconsistency and have an off night, grab a part of his body wincing in pain with replay unclear as to how he actually got hurt. Okay. Next one. More likely result in Lakers Warriors game two tonight, skewing a little negative. LeBron has a huge game in a loss. Steph has a huge game in a loss. Okay. For game two tonight. These are the good ones. These are the good ones. All and right. here's the best one of all. All righty. When someone says, may the fourth be with you, you give a fake chuckle, roll your eyes, respond by showing how much you love Star Wars, cringe. Okay. Can only do this one day a year. Yeah, so yeah on the fourth. On, on May 4th. May the fourth be with all of us. Yeah. 
I don't know that I've ever had someone say that to me. To my face? I've never had somebody say that. But then I don't run in those circles. I try not to be friends with people who would say, may the force be with you. <laughs> Just letting you know. I got people walking around my neighborhood in stormtroopers costumes. No, they're not. No, they're not. May the fourth be with you. It's supposed to be cute when people say no, that I, or refer to it in yeah. some way. All right. People writing columns about it. Uh, I, I guess I would do a fake chuckle, but I, once again, I, that's, that's not in my uh, neighborhood where I would be running into people. I think stuff. I would say, really? And then just walk away, <laughs> yeah. shaking my head. Are there any other poll questions? These, those are the good ones. I'm not going to go after that, Dan. I don't want to follow that. Seton, do you have any other poll questions? Do you want to try to compete with that? See, I, you know what? I don't know if I can, but I'm going to throw Paul's out there that he sent over. Oh. See, he's not going to say it, but I'm going to say what it is. Okay. Is tonight's game a must win for the Warriors? Ooh. Absolutely. It can't go down 0-2 at home or no. It's a seven-game series. Technically, it can't be a must-win. You can't it's call a it a must-win must game. Because if they lose tonight, they're not eliminated, if I check my math correctly. Is it a must-win-ish game? Ah, there you go. Okay. It's more like a uh, they'd-better-win game. Yeah. You know, it would benefit you. It would behoove you to win. That, that, that's, that's the, I don't know if they're going to come on the broadcast tonight. This is, it would behoove the Warriors to win this game. New segment, whom would it behoove more? <laughs> whom would it behoove? Whom would it behoove more? That's a great word, behoove. If Golden State loses back-to-back games at home and then goes to the Lakers, then, then it's over-ish. Over-ish. Because, you know, when you lost to Sacramento, you lost two games to Sacramento in Sacramento. Then you came back home, and then you righted the ship. But if you're losing two games there, I have to believe the Lakers would take one or two. Now you're down 3-1 when you go back home. So it's a must-win-ish game for Golden State. Yes, Paul? I disagree. Golden State might be the one of the few teams in sports where I don't think the deficit matters, whether it's in a game or in a series. It, it's, they're almost like the, the Chiefs. If the Chiefs are down 17 at half and I had to bet on a team to win, I would probably still bet on the Chiefs. Like right now, I would definitely bet on the Warriors to win this series if I were betting just straight up. Okay. Because I, I think they're the better team, more consistent team. Okay. It, it, they, to me, are, are like the Chiefs where they, they buck the analytics or trends. But they've blown a 3-1 lead before. Correct. Mm-hmm. To LeBron. Mm-hmm. Whom would it be who? Mm-hmm. A duty or responsibility for someone to do something. Duty. duty. You said duty. Yeah, sure did. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. <laughs> email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Yes, Seton. I know a dude whose last name is Duty, and he uh, hates any time that that reference is made. And so now I just sat here and I heard that, and then it's like, oh, man, he, I'm going to get a... How do you spell his last I'm name? I'm going to get a, a a message from him later that's like... Man, you guys did it again. How do you spell his last name? Uh, well, I mean, like you would think. Just D-U-T-Y? Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's uh, D-O-O-D-Y. Oh, oh, so it's Irish, like duty. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't even get around it and say it differently. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, that's worse. Like D-U-T-Y. No, yeah. That's no. not bad. No, D-O-O-D-Y. And that he had told me once that his dad was like, just get used to it. Well, he has to have heard <laughs> howdy your whole life. Howdy, duty. Yeah, but just get used to it. Uh, <laughs> I, f- I feel terrible every time. By that. just doing that? 
I know I shouldn't have even said anything, but now I felt like I had to acknowledge it because he's going to be like, you guys did it again. You did those jokes again. Howdy, duty. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Why doesn't someone over the course of the family lineage change the name and say, you know, what? we're going we're gonna to fix generations for years to come. Yeah, it's going to be a little awkward now. I got to go to a court. I got to tell people I'm changing my name. But uh, they could have done Diddy. Right. <laughs> Instead of duty. How about O-Duty? You know, like maybe. Uh, no, 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 no. There were a lot of names that had an O in front of them when yeah. they first came to the United yeah, States. Yeah, but those sellouts got rid of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Duty. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry, man. If your last name was W-E-I-N-E-R, would you go by Weiner or Wiener? Because I know people who have that name and they go by different pronunciations. I know a guy who goes by Weiner and it goes by Wiener with that last name spelling. Um, you had to pick. That's our poll question. Oh, I'd have to go whiner. Uh, wait, do you want to be a whiner or <laughs> a wiener? There's no, there's no great option here. Wow, oh, do I want to be a wiener you, or a, stop being a whiner? I just found out, by the way, uh, it is Irish. <laughs> duty, it's Irish. Yeah, duty is Irish. Duty. Yeah. Wiener? Yeah. Would you go wiener and get embrace your I, I'm literally looking at my phone and I'm getting the three dots. <laughs> like, oh, is it, he, it's tough watching this right now. Is he? God, is, in real time, this is just, I'm sweating right so now. So this is your friend whose last name is Duty who yeah. is texting you right now? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sorry, man. Oh, Duty. He also said, thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> duty free. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <sighs> well, we know he's listening. Yeah. Man, appreciate that. Loyal. Yeah, very loyal. Somehow stuck. <laughs> it's his duty to listen to the oh, show. Oh, see? Here oh. we go. Yeah. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. Only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of this program. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, and more. Rare inserts. Starter, continue your collection now. PaniniAmerica.net. What's the... Uh, are we going to go with Todd's really good poll questions, or are we going to go with another one? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because we kind of did the Anthony Davis one yesterday. Yeah. Um, but oh, no. I do like that uh, it's more of a statement from Todd. <laughs> oh, it always is. It's so <laughs> passive aggressive. I just get frustrated when at some point in every game it looks like he's injured. And half the time I'm like, what happened? And then the broadcasters can't even tell in slow motion how exactly he tore up his back or hurt his shoulder. But I root for him. I want him to do well. But I have to point that out because I find it annoying. But I love that you have called Sabonis soft, Anthony Davis soft. <laughs> I mean, don't you find that? It's kind of ironic. Isn't it Based ironic? Based on my background, and yes. then I run to the doctor for the slightest. You, uh, you got injured shooting a flannel shirt commercial on our show one I time. I did. I pulled, up, I pulled like my rib cage or something. You've gotten injured a couple times. Remember, uh, we had the little football Game and yeah, I tackled Seton, and then I, I was positive that I broke several ribs on the flight home. <laughs> I was having trouble breathing. I called the flight attendant over, and I was, just wanted to make sure I knew where the oxygen what, was. What could she do for Not you? Not a lot. I just wanted to know what kind of first aid you kit wanted, they had back You there. wanted some sympathy. She had a moist toilet. I did. <laughs> did. Did you really call over the flight attendant and tell her you're having trouble he breathing? He did. I, said, I was just was kind of pointing at my side. Not that, you know, I, I kind of wanted to know if there was a doctor on board. I didn't ask if there was a doctor on board, but I just thought she should know, you know, in case we have to make a quick landing somewhere. It's like, if I have to get this checked out. Did you think there was going to be an emergency landing? If it was getting to the point where I couldn't breathe, I didn't want it to be at the oh last my second, God. my last gasp to be, can we just come down in Charlotte? Because I really need to. Uh, 
And then you could send the rest of the people where Thank they need to go. God, I wasn't on that flight. How did the uh, optometrist go yesterday? It went very well, actually. Surprisingly, because my eyes are getting blurrier by the minute. And uh, I guess I guessed right with the letters. But they, Did they suggest glasses? She said something about cheaters. She gave me the number 1.75, where if I want to use cheaters, mm. with like little magnifying glasses that they sell at CVS or at the supermarket. But she said, come back in two years and you're... Uh, you're good, unless she's a quack and doesn't know what she's doing. But I think she's a good doctor. A quack. She really went through the. She really went through all the. Uh, the Did process. You, your eyes get dilated? Yes, and, oh. I, and I was very hard driving home. I put on sunglasses, but it was still for a few hours. It's that weird, blurry, big eyeball feeling. All right. Well, we're just getting started here on the program. <laughs> Send over the sports Emmy. Yep. Once again, man, we really covered a lot of ground there. Ah, put this in a time capsule. Let them listen to this 20 years from now. (laughs) This is how it's done. Let's take a break here. Uh, We'll come back. Your phone calls are welcome. Uh, Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me make way for uh, Coach Calipari, Kentucky head basketball coach, kind enough to join us. He was at the Knicks game the other night. How does that work when you want to go to the Knicks game? Who places the call and who tells you where you get to sit? Come on. You know, I'm calling William Wesley. I'm calling Leon Rose. Okay. Come on. You do you know it. I'm calling. You, you, you I, absolutely. do it. Okay. If, if I want good seats, I have to call. <laughs> do you get to say, hey, I want to sit next to Aaron Rodgers or Jessica Alba? Uh, no. No, I don't. Uh, they get to ask if they can sit next to me. <laughs> Maybe years ago that would be the case. I don't know about this year, Coach. They they may right. say I'm going to get right. as far away from him as possible. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, you may be right. You may be right. Uh, how close do you think you were to you know leaving Kentucky or them wanting you to leave Kentucky? Like, did it ever get to the point where you had to have a meeting to say, you know, where are we going together? No, no. You know, here's my thing again. What we got going, we, we've been so at a high level. Last year and the year before, if we win 47, 48 games in two years and two NCAA tournaments and all that in a normal place, that's, wow, we got this wrong. At Kentucky, there's something different about Kentucky good. And Kentucky good, you know, we've been there. I mean, it was only when we – the season ended with Maxi. Quickly, Ashton, Nick, the guys we had on that group where we could have won a national title that year. The, we won the league by three. That was only a few years ago. Yeah. Then you have the COVID year. Then the last two years. But you know what? we got a good group coming in. The landscape has changed. This transfer stuff has changed stuff. Uh, the name, image, and likeness has changed stuff. But, no, I think we're on a good path. Um, you know, I want to do some special things here. You know, we got six years left to do some really good stuff. And I think we're doing some staff things. Um, well, what do you mean um, six um, years? Well, I, I've got six years on a contract. And I'm like saying, all right, let's 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 make this run and let's do some things. Let's get this back where we were. Um, and, again, you know, we haven't been that far. I mean – Two years ago, we were the fifth overall seed. Like, you know, I mean, we and and a couple of us lost to St. Pete's. I was just somewhere last night, and uh, well, when I was at the Knicks game, somebody came up and said, "I'm a St. Peter's graduate. Thank you. You made." It. I said, "Yeah. Well, you're really happy. I wasn't really happy, <laughs> and neither were the other schools that lost to them after we lost to them. I mean, they how about they could have been in the Final Four? Yeah. So, but anyway." That's behind I look, you know me. I don't have a rear view mirror. My stuff is always looking ahead. Uh, what's next? How are we first at it? I mean, you, you talk about name, image, and likeness. I don't like to get into that with players because you don't come to Kentucky. I call that tripping over nickels to try to get to an NBA max contract. I mean, we've probably got twelve or thirteen guys in a league now that have max deals. 
and you got others. It may be 15, 16 in another year or two. So, but our kids make more than anybody. Uh, you saw Jacob Toppin on an AT&T commercial. Um, little Wayne's in my office saying, where's Jacob Toppin? I saw him on that AT&T commercial. I'm, you, you, you've got John Morgan, Morgan and Morgan, national stuff because we're at Kentucky and because, you know, our TV, even last year, rated higher than anybody, what we do and what we're seeing. Yeah, but so, these kids want what the other kids are getting at other schools, Coach. And and they will, but I'm not – I don't want to go in and the first thing I talk about is name, image, and likeness. That's not why you come to Kentucky. That isn't. Yet you are going to do better than anywhere else you go, but why talk about that? I mean, literally, you're, you're coming here – I've had many players say their first year in the NBA was at Kentucky. All that we did, how we practiced, how we competed. And that's what's happened. You know, Kaysen, you know, looking right now like a lottery pick from last year. I mean, that's what this is about. Winning at the highest level, knowing that every game is someone's Super Bowl, knowing you can't hide, you're going to be on national television. And, and, Dan, why do you think people want to watch Kentucky so much? Because they want to see us win? No. No. They're, and when we're up 20, they turn the TV off. I understand that our team does. But all that you do by coming here, the competitive practices, you can't hide. And now you're prepared for what's ahead. Watching Julius, watching Bam, watching Emmanuel quickly, um, you know, seeing what Maxi did. I'm trying to go out west so I can see the lakes and see those guys and Anthony and Jared and Wenyon and then seeing both Jamal and, and Devin trying to go out west. Of what, I miss Sacramento. I mean, I'm so mad because I thought they could advance and I'd have time. But D. Fox and Malik and, and Trey Lyles, I mean, these kids are all competing. Somebody said, how? They're getting older. They're now 24 and 25. That's when they're coming into their prime. I'm wondering about, you know, transfer portal, name, image, and likeness, and being able to sustain that and want to continue to coach. We've seen some of these coaches, you know, Bayheim said, you know, I've never been happier. Like, it's off my shoulders. You know, Coach K, I know, getting older. You know, Jay Wright saying, man, I've never felt better that I'm out from this. Like, it's changed so much. And I wonder if it's just going to eat up these coaches that it's not longevity wise where you're going to stay 30, you know, 30 years as a head coach in college. Well, at one school at this point that I don't believe that will ever happen again, but for me, I'm not in it. I'm trying to make sure whatever I'm doing, what makes me happy is seeing kids improve and get better and coming together and winning at the highest level, competing for national titles, winning national titles, but the whole point of it is, am I able to help kids? And if I'm not because of the transfer portal or NIL, that may change things. But right now, again, we got a great class coming in of young people. We've got some vets coming back. I'm good with this. But could you now, see, Coach, you, could you see getting players who aren't going to be one and done? Well, every player that comes here thinks he's one and done. I know. But... They're not all one and done. <laughs> No, And I tell them, don't come here thinking you're staying for one year. Talk about two and three years. And after one, if you're able to go, I'll be the first one. Right now, I'm dealing with 
when the season is in season, it's all about team. I'm not worried about individuals at that point. But when the year ends, it's always about the individual player and what's best. That now, not only NBA, it's thrown in the transfer portal. So like with Oscar, he was in my office yesterday. And I'm talking to NBA teams. I talked to one owner about Oscar because he's going to do some more workouts. And my thing right now is to do everything I can to help Oscar Get in that league because I believe they'll stay. Oscar Shibway. I, I just want to let people know who you're talking about. Oscar Shibway, who is yeah. going to be a lottery who, pick. Who no one, who no way well, won't be a lottery pick, but no one knew oh, who you don't he think? was. Okay. No one knew who he was. He comes to Kentucky. All of a sudden, this kid explodes. And I'm telling you, the greatest kid. Do I want to coach Oscar another year? Yes. What am I, stupid? Stupid? Yes. I want to coach him another year. But if I'm doing right by him, I got to give him every opportunity to run this out and see exactly where he is. And so, but I've also had to have kids walk in and say, coach, I think it's better that I leave. I was with CJ Frederick and walked him through that situation and tried to help him and told him, I'm disappointed you're leaving, but I understand. And let me help you. And you walk through it that way. I'm not mad. I'm mad because you're leaving her. You should never. This thing right now, let me, my opinion, transfer portal. In the past, before they could leave without penalty, I would help a kid try to play right away. I I would. I, I didn't care about a kid sitting out. But you should be able to transfer once without penalty because maybe the coach lied to you. Maybe you picked the wrong place. Maybe you overestimated who you were. So you can leave. If you graduate from the other school, you can leave again. That's two. If for some reason the coach gets fired or leaves or whatever, you should have that option. Short of that, anything should be added. If you get a a waiver for injury, it gives you another year. If you get a waiver for mental health, you, get, you need to step back. Yeah. You're having to step back, get yourself right, and then we'll add a year at the end. That way, you're, you're having kids transfer three and four times. It's, it's not sustainable, and it's not good for young people to just say, well, I'm doing this, and I'm trying to get this, and I'm going to go. I mean, what we've been able to do is work through stuff. And that's kind of being taken away. So when you add that all together, it's a little bit of a cluster right now. We need, and it all falls down. It all falls on coaches. It's not falling on college presidents. It's not falling on ADs. It's falling on coaches. I just talked to a women's coach, and he said one of his girls left and got money to go to the other, to the other program. It's, so it's happening in women's basketball. Well, we saw that with, with Louisville. Uh, they just lost their best player, Dan Lynn. And then I was talking to Jimbo Fisher. I said, what's happening in football? He says, oh, my gosh. So there's got to be some guidance where this the guardrails of what we do. But I said this from the beginning. All of this is going to help Kentucky. Kids are going to want to transfer to Kentucky. We're going to be able to put the best stuff together. I'm not sure if it's the best thing for college 
sports or college basketball and coaches. Many mid-level coaches are going to get fired because their best players are leaving. And then they have a struggle year and another struggle and they're gone. I mean, it's not great for the profession. I don't think it's great for the kids. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Have you recruited LeBron's son? Well, he was out West and I can't mention all that. LeBron's a friend. Um, But his son did get scholarship papers when he was born. So I sent scholarship papers the minute he was, I sent him. So to the hospital, LeBron's a great friend and I'm not allowed to talk about it. He's a, he's a recruitable athlete. Oh, did you, you'll get me in trouble. I know socks. Do you hold on socks? What? What kind of socks do you have on today? Adidas. Don't tell me you have, do you have socks on today? Yeah. Adidas. Okay. Do you remember the flowery ones you had the last time? Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. What? Yeah. What about it? I'm a. I'm a. I know you. I'm in your head. Court and shoot. You remember before the game, you'd go into court and shoot. Yeah, and I put on a damn display when I did. No, no, the Dayton stuff didn't come. No, no, no. no. See, the fire department came over that day. And no, they, they said, no. oh, my God, we got to put that guy's arm out. It's on fire. I called. Okay? <laughs> you know, it's a true story. When when you were up at UMass and I was putting on an aerial display and, yeah, a, with, and, and a shooting and a shooting performance there with flowered socks on. Yeah. And that's what the great ones do. <laughs> Patino offered me M, uh, NIL. Just letting you know. Uh, you <laughs> I like it when you have nothing to say. It's it's great. It, it's great. It doesn't happen very often, but I do no, like that. Not really. That done. Not really. Uh, hey, good luck uh, next year. And uh, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate your time as always. That's uh, that's Coach thanks, John Dan. Calipari. He gets tickets to the Knicks games. Got him all fired up there. Not allowed to talk about LeBron's son. Get him in trouble. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. Uh, Brian Scalabrini, the uh, Celtics broadcaster, will join us coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point that, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that. And uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brian Scalabrini, Celtics analyst, NBC Sports Boston, and he was with the Celtics when they won it all in 2008, the White Mamba. And uh, Scalabrini says the Celtics have no excuse not to win a championship this year, and he joins us now. But if they don't win the championship, it will be because of what or who, Brian? I don't know about who, but I'll tell you, if uh, they're roller coaster to ride, maybe not taking the regular season seriously. I mean, look, right now you look around the NBA and everyone is like flipping a switch. The Lakers flipped a switch. The, the Golden State Warriors are flipping a switch. You know, Miami Heat flipped a switch. So the Celtics may be playing with fire right there. But, you know, like you see them in game one, you realize you guys got to play a lot harder if you're going to win. Then you watch them in the third quarter of game two and you realize what their potential is. Yeah, I they're, they feel like they're not threatening some nights. It's weird to watch a team that's that talented, but then they no-show sometimes. Yeah. And I, I, why? I, I don't think they understand how difficult it is to, and how hard you have to play. By the way, you can see this. If you watch the, the Knicks play the Miami Heat in game two, 
It was almost like the Knicks didn't realize, well, Jimmy Butler's not out there. Let's just coast to victory. Yeah. It's just not like that. And I think the Miami Heat, right now in the playoffs, you look at them, they work every possession. Eric Spolster's doing the same thing. That's what it takes to win a championship, even when you have the most talent. So I just, like, I'm sometimes maybe surprised, maybe it's habits throughout the regular season. We're living in an era where the players don't take the regular season seriously. You know, in the past, the great players have been able to flip a switch. Maybe these guys feel like they could do it. And they clearly, the Celtics did it from game one to game two. They went to a new, a new level. And everyone would talk about adjustments, Dan. Sometimes it's just playing harder, pressuring the ball, being in people's airspace. That's a big adjustment in the NBA. And sometimes when the star player's not there, you kind of exhale a little bit. And then Harden goes off. And by the time you realize he's going off, you can't stop him. And you get steamrolled there a little bit. But with Embiid coming back, how surprised were you that he came back and he came back on the road as opposed to staying in Philadelphia? They already got their split. Sure. And, and that's I, what I thought. Maybe you just keep him in Philly. Yeah, so, so Dan, this is the way that I looked at that particular game. And I, and I would guess if I was in the meetings with Doc Rivers, he would say the same thing. So, obviously, game three is huge, right? You got Embiid hoisting the trophy. On any given night when you're going through a series – like Jimmy Butler taking off game two after one, it's totally fine to get a couple rest days. But Dan, Embiid, if he didn't play last night, he wouldn't have played for 13 days. There's not like, it's not more is better on this one. Okay. Like you, you're eventually going to have to play through an injury. Two days is not going to make that big of a difference. So I thought that what Philly got out of that was Embiid got a chance to kind of get his feet underneath him because you got to expect in game three, Philly crowd, late start, you know, they need this. It's Boston, Philly, hoisting MVP trophies. You don't want Embiid to be coming off of a 13-day layoff. So the Celtics feel good about what they got. They got got back on track in game two. But Philly also feels good. We're getting our MVP back. You know, he's going to be – he's going to have his sea legs underneath him. And we're going to have the crowd behind us. I think I don't think there's been a, a game in Philly right now in about 12 days where now all of a sudden, or, or maybe it's 10, and all of a sudden now that crowd is going to be rabid. So it's going to be a really good game three. Brian Scalabrini, Celtics analyst, former player, part of the uh, 2008 championship team with the Celtics and the White Mamba. How did you get that nickname? Stacy King. That's how. Like, uh, he's the... Uh, He's the analyst for the Chicago Bulls, you know, like he I made I made a pair of shoes from Kobe and I slapped him down on the table and he started calling me the White Mamba since ever since then. Did Kobe ever talk about that? So he reached out on Twitter and, you know, welcomed me to Twitter White Mamba. That was only the, the only stamping of the White Mamba from Kobe. He gave me an all star jersey and he said to the White Mamba. So. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe all of us, maybe all white guys are white moms. I, I, I think he was complimenting me by calling me that. <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, say I'm going to call myself this, but I figured if Kobe co-signed on this or signed off on it, then literally, then I was, I was pretty good. But, yeah. but you faced all of these guys, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, Kobe was his, his shot making ability was is off the charts. Like I. You know, I think it's very similar to what we're seeing right now with the skill level of the player. It was an anomaly back then for a guy, go right, go left, step back right, step back left, finish right, finish left. Like, 
most guys had tendencies to do five things. I went, I had, I had a matchup with Kobe one day. So I wanted to watch film, you know, like, so we have something called synergy. You can get his last hundred clips. He took 98 different types of shots. <laughs> then I asked for another hundred clips and there was like 74 different types of shots. Like I went into the game, like, but what was the know. scouting report on Kobe? There is none. I mean, force him into no, your there help. had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were, you were more dialed into where your help was coming from. Don't let him get to the middle of the floor because we're not going to help you there. You're going to have somebody on the baseline. It's more like that. It wasn't like I'm telling you, I could tell you Tracy McGrady and the hesitation, Vince Carter, Paul Pierce, they all had about five or seven things they did. What about I mean, LeBron? Kobe, what did you try to get him to do? Yeah, so LeBron at the back in the day, hesitation right, or when he goes left, he steps back. So you kind of wanted him not to get to his right hand. You know, what made LeBron great back then was his passing, right? And this is all pre-championship LeBron. Like, I'm out of the league in 2012. You know, I didn't really play my last couple of years. It was just kind of like the guy on the bench. So, like, you're not you're not getting into a matchup where you're I'm like I'm like not like Paul Pierce that has to guard him. You know, 65 possessions where he's going through you know 50 pick and rolls. But um, they they all have like a a tendency. But right now, you look at players much more skilled than what we've ever seen. Like the the Curry effect, the Damian Lillard. I mean, you just go Shea Gilgis Alexander, a guy that no, no one even talks about. Yeah. Like these guys are so elitely uh, skilled and they don't have much offensive weakness to their game. What's it like, though, when you're sitting on the bench at the end of the bench and sitting next to you is a civilian, like some rich guy, and he's sitting right there with you? So do, do you talk funniest, to him? The funniest uh, interaction, I didn't even know who the guy was. We were in the NBA Finals my rookie year. And Brad Pitt was that guy, right? <laughs> I didn't know it was Brad Pitt. And he had, like, he was, like, with the hit, like, you know, you think of Brad Pitt, like, I'm not dumb. Like, Brad Pitt's a great looking guy. Like, you see him on the movies, you're like, this guy had long hair. He had a beard. It was like, it was, he almost looked like Forrest Gump when he was, you know, running across the country when, you know, he was just all raggedy and he smelled like cigarettes. And I'm like, I tell one of my teammates, like, why the hell they let these guys just sit here like that? And my boy's like, you don't know who that is. I'm like, huh? Oh. He's like, that's Brad Pitt. I'm like, Brad Pitt from the movie Seven? He's like, yeah, that guy. I was like, oh. What was he filming that he looked like that? I, I don't. I have no idea. Like, he couldn't have looked any worse, put it that way. I had a bad experience, uh, an embarrassing one at the Lakers game. And I'm I'm walking around, you know. I think I'm a big deal at Sports Center. I'm walking around, you know, right before the game, all the celebrities, and then I see like you know Justin Timberlake's there, and Brad Pitt's there. I go up to Brad Pitt. I said, "Hey, Brad, I'm Dan Patrick, Sports Center." He has no idea who I am. Well, I go back and sit down, and Rich Eisen's wife was there next to me, and uh, she goes, uh, "Hey, you got a booger in your nose," and I go, "What?" I, I do? She goes, yeah. I said, oh, my God, I just walked by Brad. So Brad Pitt's sitting down, looking straight up my nose, yeah. and he's got to be thinking, that guy had a booger in his nose, man. Yeah. 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 No matter what, he's not reaching out and shaking your no. hand. Or, no, no, no. He's not nice to meet you. He's only thinking about one thing <laughs> at that point. Uh, who has more to gain from winning a championship, Steph or LeBron? You know, I, I think it's Steph Curry because – I think pretty much everyone in the world of basketball had stamped LeBron 
as a, the best or the second best. And the jury's still out. Like, not for me. I think Steph Curry's an all-time great. Like, but I is think he top 10? Yeah. Top yeah. five? Like, he might be top five. He might be. Like, if you don't – like, if you can get past, like, he's not going to dunk on you, he's not going to do that. But, like, like he's an assassin out there. He's a killer. Like, he's a – So, Steph, is Steph above Larry Bird? Yeah, because the longevity – yeah, okay. that's going to get me in trouble. Yes, in it is. <laughs> like, if Larry would have played, you know, like, if he would have kept on going late, in, I mean, then, yeah, Larry Bird would be better. But, like, longevity does matter. It, it's like, it's the reason why LeBron, his numbers are going to be off the charts. So, and I know, like, Steph Curry's like, resting, um, you know, you know those, those deprivation tanks, and he's got body work people and all that. You know, back in the day, they – they drank a six pack and smoked a cigarette. Like that was their recovery. So I get all that, but you, you can't look at body of work when you're talking about the all time greats and not factor in like the longevity of it. Well, that's why Larry, what LeBron has done, you know, that he's got the greatest resume in NBA history. No question. Right? He no does. Question. He might not be the greatest player. Could Steph Curry move past LeBron, in your opinion? Yeah, with the championship. Um, this championship. You would put him ahead of LeBron on the all-time list. Uh, I don't know about that. That that'd be really that's that's uh. But but Steph's story, if they win again this year, Dan, this story's not over. Oh, and, I know. And then he would say, "Look, I want another title without Durant," because we were yeah. like, "Oh, well, Durant came in. He won a couple of yeah. titles. Well, he won I, without I, him." I mean, I don't. Anybody that that uses that as an argument for LeBron, LeBron joined D Wade. Like, I don't, I don't. You can't if you have a problem. With the super team, you can't pick and choose which super team you have a problem with. You can't just say, like, I'm okay with what LeBron did, but I'm not okay with what Steph did. Like, you can't do that. You got to just have a problem with all super teams, and that's fine. That's your opinion. But, no, I mean, Steph's story isn't done. We don't know. He's not slowing down. We don't know what it's going to end like. But his his numbers could be not what LeBron's are. But, I mean, if he wins another championship, he has more championships. You can make the argument he's done it with less. I think the LeBron championship in Cleveland was an all-time great championship. Like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, like 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 that was inc- really impressive for LeBron. Down three-one, the Warriors seventy-three and nineteen. That that sort of stamped the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I don't really take a lot of stock into the bubble championship. I I think there's some variability into that. Yeah, but everybody but, was in the bubble, so it was a neutral neutral site. I know, but when you're older and you get four months off going into it, you don't have to travel and stuff like that. I think you have a little bit of an advantage. Listen, it, I get it. I, I get it. I just don't, I, I count it. I just don't count it as an all time difficult one. But, you know, like, like I just, I'm well, curious. Nobody does where... that to Jordan when Jordan beat the Lakers and Magic didn't play, got injured there. Nobody goes, yeah, but you weren't facing, you know, a quality Laker team. They did go on the road and beat the Lakers, and that's like beating Magic Johnson's a big deal. Yeah, but Magic like, was injured. How injured was he? I, didn't he have like the, the the thigh injury there? Oh, I don't, I don't. I mean, it was in '91. I don't. But remember it feels it like, like we do this to LeBron. Well, the fact that Michael never lost after he started winning, every season he started from 1990. Okay, but what oh, happened about the nine years where he didn't get to the NBA Finals? I mean, that's you, you factor that in, but I'm not 
I'm not holding LeBron's losses against him. I think people do, though, Brian. I think they're like, yeah, but he lost. I'm going, you know, are you going to hold that against Tom Brady that he lost? You got to the Super Bowl. You got to an NBA Finals. That's not a negative if you lost. Dan, if if, uh, if LeBron were to win this one, would you think that would be official stamped? I think he would be. Like, I don't... What do you my mean? Opinion, he would be the like, greatest player of all time? Yeah. My opinion would be... It won't happen, though, Brian, because people are holding on to Michael Jordan's memories for dear life. They will not well, allow LeBron... Good. They will. <laughs> wow. I mean, this, this is why you're an analyst. Michael I mean, Jordan Dan, is pretty good. Dan, Dan... You, do you like, want to retract the Larry Bird, Steph Curry you know, thing? Here's what I, you know, I, that's funny that you said that. That's funny that you said that. I will say this. To retract that, I would say no one, no one in the NBA had three seasons like Larry Bird. So I would say the back-to-back-to-back the back back MVPs, yeah. you, can't, you can argue you'll take those three seasons over anybody else in the, in the, in the history of the league. But longevity does matter. So I, I can't retract – the longevity statement. I mean, like, if, you know, Bill Walton. Why don't we say Bill Walton's an all-time? Great? He's not. He had, like, I love him. I love it, Bill. That it, one season he had was amazing. He was, yeah. That's one season. He was amazing. He was. It, it, longevity does matter. Yes, though, it does in, in the NBA. Uh, so, good luck with that bird quote there in Boston. Thanks, Dan. All right, thank Make you. Me famous, thank Inf- you. Infamous, infamous. That's uh, Brian Scalabrini, a fellow White Mamba. Thank you, bud. Uh, broadcaster for the uh, Celtics. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.